From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm David Schultz. NFTs can seem so far out there as a concept, it's easy to overlook some of the more prosaic aspects of these digital trinkets, like, for example, sales taxes. Yes, sales taxes are an issue even for the Bored Ape Yacht Club and the rest of the NFT world, which is expected to reach global sales of $80 billion by 2025. How does this work currently? Well, at least 30 states have the authority to collect sales taxes on NFTs right now, but none have actually set up rules on how to do so yet. However, don't expect that to last long. Today, we're going to be diving into taxes and NFTs with two people at the intersection of tech and taxes. Kirk Phillips is a member of the AICPA's Virtual Currency Task Force, and we'll hear from him in a bit. But first, let's go to Wendy Walker, a solutions principal at the tax software company Sovos. She spoke with Bloomberg tax reporter Michael Bologna about the evolution of blockchain technology and how items on the blockchain get taxed. Blockchain technology is um, kind of an interesting piece that we've seen, but it's simply a decentralized uh, distributed ledger that records um, the origin of transactions. Uh, And so I think that's another really big area, right, that we're seeing in terms of transactions, contracts. Mm -hmm. And and what sort of uh, innovation comes from the blockchain that is quite exciting, uh, both for the business and investment world? You know, it's been interesting for me coming from financial services. Um, a few years ago, I would have said just the idea that there was a new investment class or something that I could invest in, like Bitcoin, that would appreciate over time, but that for which there was no you know, physical um, or or um, group of shareholders behind it. And that made it, you know, um, made made it a, a really interesting investment class. And so I thought that piece combined with blockchain, which is, um, you know, really being able to um, record the provenance of digital assets. Um, yeah. You know, I think that uh, piece was revolutionary in terms of financial services. And and what's uh, challenging about that from the perspective of tax administration and tax compliance? Well, first of all, first, because I think understanding it, right? I think one of the most challenging things for tax uh, regulators over the last few years was first understanding it. And then when you add to that the pace of change, we started out with Bitcoin. We now have, you know, thousands of of, um, investment tokens that are out there in circulation. If you add to that NFTs, non-fungible tokens that have come about here in the last couple of years, you know, regulators... It seems just as they seem to learn about one type of transaction occurring on blockchain technology, a new one comes. And so I think keeping up with that has been a real challenge. I also think that when you think about the use cases, taxation in all of the different jurisdictions, whether you're in the UK or Switzerland or the United States, it's different, right? We Gains and losses are, are, are not always taxed in every jurisdiction, um, or perhaps they're taxed differently. So um, I think keeping up with the, the changes in, in different jurisdictions has been really a challenge. So you mentioned NFTs a minute ago. Why don't you drill into that a little bit? What what are these things and uh, how are they being used uh, now? Yeah, um, you know, these are so interesting. It's just they, years back, I want to say, you know, maybe 2015, 2014, I remember this thing called Crypto Kitties, which really were kind of the first NFTs that we saw. 
And they were a big thing back then, but they certainly did not take off the way that we've seen, you know, the last couple of years, as you mentioned. So um, background. So when something is fungible, it can be readily uh, exchanged for something that is like kind, right? So if you and I exchange a single Bitcoin asset today, then we will have exchanged something that is like kind and something that is equal in value. Um, so Bitcoin is fungible. It's valued the same today at, at the exact time, no matter which you know, Bitcoin you and I exchange. NFTs are not fungible. So each NFT is a unique digital representation in the ledger. And so the, the, the value of each of those NFTs is unique. And the blockchain, as I mentioned before, it's the technology that NFTs can be built on. So you, you should think of them like um, a complex receipt. I saw an article on NBC, I think, liken it to a Carfax for your digital art, but with some extra details. <laughs> so like the sales of those NFTs, they're tracked on that complex blockchain receipt so that the artist or the creator, um, whoever owns the rights, they can trace the different times the NFT was sold and resold, um, and they can get a cut from the profits. Okay. Now, let's talk about taxes, though, in NFTs. Where's the bigger compliance problem? Is it on the income tax side or the sales tax side? Well, that's debatable right now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as I said, I got involved. Obviously, I'm involved from the information reporting and withholding perspective. So I've been just following digital assets, and certainly from an NFT perspective, um, I look at things like, um, well, first I should say, you know, digital representations in the NFT world, it can mean anything. It could be a digital representation of art. So just if you think about headlines, like um, Christie's Auction House sold the Beeple's NFT, which I think was a digitally created piece of art uh, that was represented on an NFT, and the artist sold it for $69 million at auction. Mm -hmm. um, it also could be a digital representation of a band's song or an album of songs. I saw the band Linkin Park. Um, they actually recorded a never before heard song on an on NFT talking about the fact that they, the value of them not having to relinquish their ownership of that NFT versus uh, cre creations to a record company. Um, you know, that they can make royalty income without having to relinquish their legal right to the art. That's just a couple of examples. And so from a 1099 perspective or, you know, my clients are these online marketplaces. Um, they have to worry about whether or not there is some 1099 reporting that they have to do for facilitating those purchases and those sales. Uh, and so IRS right now requires any business to report any goods and services payments uh, that they make in the course of their business, um, you know, trader business yeah. on 1099 forms. I also think about, as I mentioned before, royalties related to the artists and the creators. Currently, royalty payments are um, required to be reported on a 1099 miscellaneous form to the owners of the creation. So, you know, it also could be for use of property. Um, so all businesses currently report royalties of all kinds um, mm -hmm. on that 1099 miscellaneous form. So, you know, again, these are just a couple of um, things that I think about here. Uh, but that 
gave me enough to be thinking about sales and use tax. I work for Sovos. You know, we are a, a large 1099 provider, but we also have a huge sales and use tax business. And so I, um, you know, am obviously familiar or understood high level the implications of Wayfair. I mean, I think that's just starting to be discussed at the state level. I mean, to, to my knowledge, there's no guidance relative to NFTs at this point, right? Not at all. IRS has um as I said, the, the tax law is all about digital assets, but they don't necessarily carve out NFTs as not being part of that. But they, it, right now, we don't know what's in or out. Now, states do, many states, 30 plus states have uh, broad programs to um, tax digital goods. Is it conceivable that NFTs fit within that framework without any particular guidance? I mean, some of them absolutely, from what I understand. I mean, I'm de- again not a not a sales and use tax expert, but I do think that from you know from the standpoint of sales tax on digital products, they they encompass things like movies or music or ringtones, um, ebook downloads. Those are all things that you can get on NFTs. But would you expect the states perhaps to um, make statements in the next year or so? Uh, that that would really pull be pretty overt, bringing NFTs within their the, the gravitational pull of their tax codes. Or you know, I, I would say this. I would say that I know that they're discussing it. I know that tax professionals such as myself are involved in um, associations and work groups uh, that collaborate with state tax agencies. So we know that it's being discussed. Um, whether or not they're going to be ready in the next year to give information, I, I think remains to be seen. I, I again would go back and say my experience is that um, at least at the higher level, many from a tax perspective, you know, many of the states tend to wait for the IRS to do something. And I think because NFTs right now haven't quite been classified, um, are they property? Are they currency are they you know um and i think there is a little bit of hesitation from the states as they're sort of learning about how these are being used to um jump jump to that um but having said that it is not unprecedented for the states to apply existing tax law to new technology right um because i mean i think I think I, when you and I made the last talk, I mentioned to you that I we saw the states expand like their voice over IP, their tele, telecommunication taxes to voice over IP yeah. back in the early 2000s, even though that law historically applied to, you know, traditional telephone conversations. So I think, you know, it's it definitely remains to be seen in this space for sure. That was Wendy Walker, a principal at the company Sovos. Now we turn to Kirk Phillips, a member of the AICPA's Virtual Currency Task Force. He spoke with Michael about how, or even whether, states can tax NFTs. So the thing about NFTs is the it's an acronym for non-fungible token, which is a very clunky word. Okay, but uh, I think most people think of an NFT. If you were to do a survey, I would say of 100 people, if uh, I would say 90 people out of the 100 may say, yeah, I've heard of an NFT. And you say, okay, well, what's that? They probably say, oh, it's digital artwork. But essentially, they can really be uh, a, rep- a representation of anything. An NFT, NFT could be, it could be an invoice. It could be another document. Uh, it could be a piece of artwork, as we know. But also, this is where you really have a kind of a whole a landscape or a spectrum of NFTs because NFTs can also be, they can have the digital artwork component, but they could also have, uh, a, fan, a financial component to it. So it could be a part financial asset. It could be 
uh, governance rights. It could be uh, access rights. It could be all those things at the same time. So there's many, many things that an NFT could be. But the other essence of an NFT is, is really that it's a unique. So NFT simply means it's a unique token, non-fungible, whereas with Bitcoin or other crypto assets, we think of those as fungible, which simply means that each token is the same as every other token. In this case, the NFT, non-fungible, meaning each token is unique. At, at first blush, do you see NFTs as being subject to uh, sales tax in most states? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, because when you look at the uh, the state sales tax regimes, the definitions are rather broad as far as other digital goods, digital audio goods, uh, music, and things of that nature when, they, when you can download those items. And software is another example. So when you look at the definition, you could certainly see how the net is cast wide enough that, and, and the majority of states that, that uh, NFTs could be considered to already fall under an existing you know, sales tax regime, let's say, even though they're not specifically defined. But however, the the challenge here, as we've just described, is there's a, a very wide spectrum of types of NFTs. So it would be hard. You can't just have a blanket. It's not like binary, like are NFTs subject to sales tax or not? It's like, well, what is the NFT? Is it a di- piece of digital art or is it something else? Or is it, like we said, it could have these multiple components at the same time. It could actually be more financial asset. And perhaps, perhaps the thing that you see of the NFT, let's say, is a piece of digital art, but that's actually the least, you know, let's say material part of the whole NFT itself. So then it's actually financial asset. It's not actually NFT digital artwork. So there really needs to be, a, a, there needs to be a set of uh, a definitions and a taxonomy here to help uh, with, you know, defining where NFTs fall for, for sales tax purposes. Well, I think, so I think what you're saying is NFTs have a lot of uh, unique and complicated features to them. And they don't necessarily fit into a traditional sales tax framework. So, and, and so, what are those unique features? If you could drill down a little deeper, that make them so sort of confounding to a, a state tax administrator, I guess. Right. Well, like I said, uh, the uh, the NFT explosion is probably most most known by the you know I'll say the wider public as as the artwork component. So you could still actually have that where you've got other components that go along with it. So, for example. You could have like there's one that's there's a project I always think of is called Luniverse that's launching and they have the NFTs are actually digital land and digital buildings. However, when you purchase the the digital building, you also are actually uh, creating a financial asset at the same time because the funds that are used to purchase that are then put into a, a a protocol, an anchor protocol, which is like a DeFi protocol that produces returns. Some of those returns go back to you as the uh, NFT holder. Other uh, the other part of the returns goes back into the protocol to you know for development purposes and stuff like that. Um, you could also even rent out and create uh, revenue from your from your virtual building. You could create uh, rental and or uh, advertising revenue from your virtual building and stuff like that. So there's you could have you might have you know uh, it could easily be two to ten subcomponents of an NFT. And where I mean, these things already exist now. Do you have any sense that uh, sales tax revenue is being remitted to some states at the moment? I, I'm actually not aware of any any sales tax uh, remittances around NFTs. And if you look at the big marketplaces, I'm also not aware of any of the large NFT marketplaces that have incorporated any type of sales tax 
into their uh, platform. Another thing that sort of strikes me about the complexity here is how you would source some of these transactions. Um, because in some, in, in most cases, you're not really sure who the buyer and seller are. Am I, am I right? Do you want to describe that a little and why that creates real sourcing problems to a state tax administrator? Uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic question. So again, well, f- first of all, one thing to note is that there's two different types of marketplaces, okay? And that's the same even with marketplaces, even with regular digital assets. You have the centralized kind of marketplace, and then you have the decentralized marketplace. And again, most of these purchases are happening not by creating a profile where you identify yourself. So that means for existing users that, you know, in existing platforms, they may they would have to go back and, you know, request their customers to identify or change, you know, modify how they access the account or create an account where they didn't actually have an account previously to simply because they're accessing it with a wallet. So therefore, yes, you, you, you would have issues with identifying, you know, who's the buyer for purposes of tracking, especially for marketplaces where they would be facilitating the sales tax compliance on your behalf, or whether it's the buyer or seller using a marketplace. If you didn't do any type of tracking, you wouldn't know when thresholds were reached for certain uh, to make remittances to certain states. Don't uh, those marketplaces arguably have a duty to collect and remit taxes to the states under uh, the laws created after the Supreme Court decision in South Dakota versus Wayfair, where the onus was really put on marketplaces to to be mini tax collectors. That's right. That's right. That it could be. It, it's possible that they could have a uh, let's call it a, a hidden or accruing tax liability if they're not doing this now. It depends, like, if the states were to come back and retroactively look back and assess sales tax, that it's possible that that could be, that could be a, a problem for the marketplaces. Where are the states at the moment in terms of their understanding of NFTs, issuing guidance and clarity, and how do you see this sort of developing in the next year or so? Yeah, great question. Uh, I would say that I, I still think that uh, the... Yeah, state agencies uh, and even you know the IRS in general are still uh, working on continuing to wrap their head around digital assets. And now, of course, you've got this NFT thing, which is a whole other kind of animal unto itself. So it's you know it's like trying to play catch up on one side when it's like we hadn't even had a chance to get over to look at the NFT side of things yet. Yeah, I, I think there's little uh, progression on. Um, you know, understanding and addressing NFTs. You know, there's a lack of guidance, it seems like, just in general, even on, let's say, the income tax issue side. So, you know, just seems natural that, uh, you know, addressing the sales tax, you know, could be something that's just a lagging phenomenon with the state tax agencies. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, an official from the state of Washington casually told me that he thought they were going to be putting out some sort of guidance uh, within a month or so on NFTs. And then separately, we've heard that Puerto Rico is has a project to look at this too. What kind of advice would you give to state tax administrators as they put out guidance on this? What kinds of issues do they need to pay attention to, to um, be of greatest use to accountants and attorneys and tax advisors? Yeah, that's that's a really good question there. I think, I think the biggest thing is really to is to understand what the NFT landscape looks like. Like I said, there's, it's not NFTs are not static artwork, although that's probably what most people think of. Yeah, I know what an NFT is. I've heard of that. There's much more to it than that. There's a spectrum. 
So what is the NFT? What's the underlying component of the NFT? So I don't think that uh, I don't think that these states would be able to really put out a framework that's a grand slam home run right off the bat. I just don't see that. These things are developing so fast. I think it would take time to really understand what they are and how to define these things and and determine whether or not they're subject to sales tax or have a tax professional be able to figure that out. So uh, it seems like incremental steps would be the best way to go. So if you know that with the, just go back to my, what I'm calling a static artwork NFT, meaning that it's just digital art and that's it. There's no other component to it. So if in that case, a state was to say, yes, we believe this falls under our other you know, tax regime for digital assets, whether that's music or software or whatever it is, that will kind of be the simple low-hanging fruit is to define that and pick that up rather than trying to come up with, you know, an explanation of the whole range of NFTs. Because we haven't even gotten started yet with the types of NFTs and what this will look like. It's going to continually grow over time. That was Kirk Phillips, a member of the AICPA's Virtual Currency Task Force. Before that, you heard Wendy Walker, a principal at the company Sovos. They spoke to Bloomberg tax reporter Michael Bologna. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, David Schultz. Patrick Ambrosio is our editor. Our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. The number of words in the tax code is estimated to be 1 million, about the same length as the entire Harry Potter series. Add in IRS regs, rev rulings, and case law, and it can be a lot. We all need a little help to sort it out. Each week on the Tax Girl podcast, I talk to the best in the business. And these aren't crazy technical dives. They're interesting and easy to digest looks at topics that matter to you. It's all that you need to stay ahead on the most important tax issues. You can subscribe to the podcast for free on taxgirl.com because paying taxes is painful, but hearing about them shouldn't be.